Do you believe that? You believe God gives vision to his people? Well, we've been talking about that for three weeks. We're going to close out this series today on Vision 2013. When the clock struck midnight, New Year's Eve, I was in prayer. I like to be in prayer uh, at the midnight hour because I want God to speak to me about the new year. So I said, Lord, what are you saying? He's put on my heart to share four weeks um, into the new year to prepare our church to be a church of vision, not just kind of going along and taking what comes, but of purpose and vision. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Evolution did not create you. God created you. Isn't that an amazing statement? Evolution did not make you. You're not here because of evolution. You're here by the very finger of God who fashioned you and made you, and you are not fearfully and wonderfully evolved. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? Now, what we've covered so far in the three weeks is get vision. Can you say it with me? Get vision. Then get wisdom. Then get free. And today, get with it. We're going to talk about moving forward. Now, we're jumping in in the middle of the story of Moses at the Red Sea. He's there with a million people. They have been delivered from Egypt supernaturally. But oh yes, Pharaoh changed his mind. And he's coming up behind them. The people see him coming. And they're terrified. Now Moses sees their reaction. And he says, read it with me because this is good stuff. Do not be afraid. Well, there was two of you that went with me there. Let's try it again. Do not. Isn't that the word of the Lord for us? And then what did he say? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He's going to accomplish it today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more. For how long? I'm going to take care of your enemy for good. The Lord will fight for you. That's good news. And you will hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel to go where? Forward. Not backward. Not retreat. Forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel are going to go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. What a miracle. Amen? Now, Father, thank you for your word. Help us to be a church that is absolutely full of vision wisdom, freedom, and that is going forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them only one way to go, and that's forward. Mm -hmm. This is an amazing story, and it's one of the great stories of the Bible. Here they are at the Red Sea. Behind them is coming Pharaoh in a cloud of furious dust. And in front of them is the Red Sea. Now that's what you call between a rock and a hard place. That's when you're trapped. There's no way out unless God makes a way. There's no way. I personally believe the Lord allows that to happen to us sometimes so that we will learn the power of God. He, he allows us to get into a situation where there's no way out but a miracle. 
so that we will learn to walk by faith and not by sight. And we learn the power of God. Now, we don't see Moses praying, Lord, what am I going to do? When suddenly God says to him, why are you crying to me? I think Moses prayed out of his heart. You know, I don't know if you've ever prayed that way, but you're so overwhelmed, you can't think of what to pray. And so you just pray from your heart, help. And it's silent, but God sees it. God hears it. And God says something to Moses, absolutely stunning. Here they are at the sea, looking at a vast sea. And God says, I want you to go forward. Go forward. You mean just walk into the water? What do you mean forward? I can hear Moses. He's a human being. What do you mean forward? That's, Lord, maybe you don't see it. But that's a sea. Have you ever told God what he already knew was there? Kind of informed him, Lord, I guess you see that I've lost my job. Really? You've lost your job? God sees it. God sees your seas. And so he says, I want you to go forward. Well, how in the world am I going to go forward? And then God spoke to Moses and said, I want you to take that dead, dry branch in your hand called a rod. And I want you to stretch it across the water. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to divide the water. I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm going to divide the sea. This is absolutely unprecedented in the history of the world. He said, Moses, I'm not going to let you go around your problem, over your problem, or under your problem. Moses, you're going to go through your problem. You're going to go through the sea. I'm going to carry you through an impossibility. I'm going to take you right through the midst of it. And that's what God says to you and me. Have you noticed? He is not an escape artist. God, more times than not, says, I'm going to take you by the hand and you're going to walk through your problem. You're going to walk through the sea. You're going to walk through the impossibility and I'm going to bring you out on the other side and I'm going to show you what I can do with what is overwhelming you. So... Moses held out the rod and suddenly a strong east wind struck that sea. I want you to imagine, I think of the sound the Holy Spirit made when he fell on the day of Pentecost, the sound of a rushing mighty wind. It had to have been like that. Suddenly a strong east wind blew and a miracle appeared before their eyes. You remember watching the Ten Commandments in Charlton Heston? You remember that? Cecil B. DeMille could not do justice to what God did because that breeze, that wind, that force hit that sea and there was a great roar and that sea divided and that east wind dried up what had to have been yard upon yard upon yard and yards more of deep slimy mud was dried up. Now, if I'm those people and Moses starts leading the way and beside me is a glistening wall of water and on the other side, a glistening wall of water and it's being held back by the power of God, I make real sure I'm right with God. <laughs> oh Lord, if there's any secret sin in my life, show me now. Because here they went walking a million people. I want you to think about this. This is a miracle, a mighty miracle of God. They begin walking as on dry land, 
children, grandparents, moms, dads, cattle, goods, belongings, carts, walking with this water being held back by the very finger of God going forward. Can you say it with me, forward? It was forward. They were going forward. I want you to notice that God did not say to them, I want you to surrender, back down, break, bend, give in, put up the white flag. God didn't say that. God said, when you're between a rock and a hard place, there's only one direction to go. It's not backward. It's not sideways. It's forward. You go forward. The language of faith is forward movement. Faith says put one foot in front of another and go forward. And as I thought about this, this amazing command, and God did a miracle as they moved forward, I began to recall all the other times in the Bible where God spoke to his men and his women and told them to go forward. Isaac, I had to think of Isaac. Isaac was a master well driller. He was able to find water. We just saw this picture of David dug a well. That's the gift that keeps on giving to these people. But Isaac was a master at it. And everywhere that Isaac would take his family and cattle and servants and everything, they had to dig a well because the well was where there was life. No water, no life. You couldn't live. So he became very, very good at digging wells. But the enemy manifested in the Philistines, began to follow along behind him and sabotage the wells. There's such a message there. Because the enemy would pour dirt into the well where the water was muddied and undrinkable. There's a word there about you and me and how the enemy of our soul tries to pour dirt and mud and junk into the well of our salvation to hinder our ability to get clear water. But that's another message in another day. Bottom line is that here's Isaac, and everywhere he goes, the Philistines are sabotaging the wells. But here's what I noticed about Isaac. He didn't linger in the offense. He didn't linger in the anger. He didn't linger in the sabotage. He didn't stay and fight with the Philistines the rest of his life. The Bible says he just moved on. He went forward and dug more wells and trusted God to provide for him no matter what the Philistines had done. You know, folks, there are times when you've been betrayed, you're offended, and if you're not careful, you can pitch tent, build a house right there in that offense and stay. But God says, no, no, never let an attack from the enemy, an offense that comes against you, move you, force you to stay and become paralyzed in your walk. You say, you know what? God's got control over the Philistines. God knows what was done to me. God knows what they stole. God knows what they took. God will provide for me again. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. Sometimes you just got to get up and go forward. Some of you are stuck and you need to get up and go forward because forward is where God is moving. Forward, we're going to see, is where God releases his power. But I also think of David, the first child he sired with Bathsheba. God took that child home as a part of David's chastening. And we read in the Bible that David prayed all night long. He fasted. He was on his face before God all night long. He said, oh God, please heal the child. Please heal the baby. Please don't let him die. 
And all the servants saw the emotional state of mind that David was in. But the Bible says that in the morning time, the child died. And the servants went sneaking in to find David. They thought they were going to find him with his hair all messed up, with his eyes full of tears, with, with this desperate look on his face. They thought they might find him wanting to quit, wanting to give up on life. They were very concerned about his emotional condition, but they went in and he had combed his hair and he had shaved his beard and he had eaten a meal. And they said, David, we thought we were going to find you in a whole different state of mind. He said, what can I do? He said, one day, and I love this, one day I will see him again. What a great statement about the power of heaven, about the reality of heaven. David knew that that little baby went to be with the Lord. And can I tell you today, every aborted child goes to be in the presence of the Lord. They, they are not destroyed. Their bodies are destroyed, but their souls go on to be with the Lord and we need to understand that we're going to see loved ones again in glory. And David said, I may have lost him now, but it's not forever. And he said, so what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. So even with a broken heart, I'm going forward. Folks, sometimes you go forward limping. Sometimes you go forward under a burden. Sometimes you go forward with some discouragement and disillusionment. But I came today to tell you that God does not ever want us to let that failure or that problem or that betrayal become a tombstone. He wants it to be a stepping stone. We go forward. Say it with me again. It's a powerful word. Can you say it? Forward. I hear that for the year 2013. Forward. God wants us going forward. And I got to think of the four lepers. This is one of my favorite stories in 2 Kings who sat at the gate of Samaria they were in a very similar situation to Moses. Behind them was a whole city, the city of Samaria, locked in a death grip of, star of starvation. They were starving. The Syrians had stopped all food from going in there, and they were resorting to cannibalism. It was a ter terrible scene. The four lepers with a terminal disease are leaned up against the gate of Samaria. In front of them is the Syrian army, dreaded, fearful, they were the ones that had, were starving these poor people out. And they asked each other a question as they sat there. Behind them, death. In front of them, a dreaded enemy. Just like Moses. Behind him, the army. In front of him, the sea. Between a rock and a hard place. But they asked a great question. They said, why in the world are we sitting here until we die? Now that's an anointed question. Sometimes we need to say to ourselves, and we're down when we're blue, when we're disillusioned, when we're discouraged, there comes a point where you're, you're sitting there too long. You got to stand up. You got to say to yourself, well, am I just going to sit here until I die? And the answer is no. They had two choices, backward or forward. Which one do you think they took? Say it to me again, forward. They went forward. They said, well, we'll go to the Syrian army and we'll see if they take us as prisoners, and if they do, at least we'll get a meal. But what I love about this is God looked down and said, well, look at that. They're moving forward. That, that makes me want to act on their behalf. They were putting feet to their faith. And so they moved forward. And God made the Syrians have an audio hallucination. They began to hear things. What'd they hear? They heard the sound of a huge army 
marching toward them, horses' hoofs and men, and there was nothing there. They dropped everything and ran. And here comes these four lepers walking up, terminal disease, behind them death, in front of them the enemy, and they found a completely emptied camp, all the food you could want, and they made a great statement. They said, this is a day of good news. If we keep it to ourselves, God's going to curse us. We've got to go tell the people in Samaria. And they went and a whole city was delivered from starvation because those men said, we're not going to sit here until we die. We're going forward. And you got to think of Abraham who went forward, not even knowing where he was going. God said, I want you to leave Ur of the Chaldees and go to the promised land. Just start walking. Where am I going? I'll show you. And he just started going forward. God is a God of forward, onward, upward, forward, from faith to faith, glory to glory, never becoming stagnant. And I think of the patriarchs as a whole. It's said of the patriarchs that they were pilgrims on a pilgrimage in a strange land. That word means a lifestyle of forward. They were always going forward towards the promised land. See, folks, every day we ought to gain some yardage in the kingdom of God. Every day we ought to go forward a little bit. Every day we ought to have forward movement and grab a promise, obey God, pray, seek him, and at the end of that day be a little further along than we were when we woke up that morning. Forward. And don't forget about the exhortation in Hebrews 6, verse 1, first four words. Let us go on to perfection. Let us go on. Let's move forward. And let's also remember that in spiritual warfare, when you look at the armor of God, all six pieces, not one of them is for the back. They're all for the front. Because God assumed his people would be going forward towards the enemy. As David ran towards Goliath, Jesus said, go forward into all the world preaching the gospel. God doesn't anoint retreaters. God anoints people who are aggressive in the kingdom of God. That armor of God is designed only for forward motion. God doesn't bless unbelieving retreat. The Bible says we are not of those who draw back. We don't draw back. We go forward. He blesses that. That old hymn says, onward, Christian soldiers, not backward, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus, going on before. That's talking about forward motion. Now, let me point out three things about Moses and this experience he had at the sea. And I want to leave you with these because we've got a vision. Get vision. Get wisdom. Get free. Get with it. We're going forward. Holding the banner of Jesus in one hand. The sword of the Spirit in the other. Preaching the gospel unashamed of his name. Not retreating. Taking the gates of the enemy. Here's what I see in Moses' story. First, Going forward releases God's power. I don't know about you, but I want to see the power of God. I love when God moves by his power. Amen? In Moses' experience, we see that God became 
their way maker when the sea supernaturally parted, making a way for his people. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever looked up in the middle of a great challenge that God has given you and said these words, no way? Tell the truth. Come on. How many of you looked at something even recently and you knew that God was saying, that's what I want you to do. And you said, no way. Can I tell you that's a false statement every time you say it? Because when you say no way, God does not say no way. God is the way maker. God makes a way, majors on making a way where there is no way. That's God. God made a way when Moses said, okay, you're telling me to go forward. Here goes. He held out that rod. He went forward in faith. And when he did, God made a way literally, clearly, obviously, where there was no, how in the world do you walk through a sea? God made a way where there was no way. Can I tell you that one of the ways you ought to know God, what you ought to know about God, is that God is the great way maker. Jesus is revealed in Revelations as the one who opens doors and no man shuts them. He's a door opener. You know what I'm expecting in 2013? God's going to open doors that no man could ever have opened. And we're going to walk through them and we're going to preach the gospel to more people than we've ever preached in our entire life because the way maker is going in front of us as long as we're going forward. I really love what God spoke through Isaiah. It's one of my favorite passages. He says, don't remember the former things. Now, who is this to? This is to the people who were in captivity in Babylon. Think about that. They've been there 70 years. Why were they there? Because of their own mistakes. They dug their own grave. They were warned and warned and warned by prophet after prophet, and they didn't listen until finally they were taken into captivity, and they were there for 70 years. They watched parents die. They watched children born. They were there for 70 years, kicking themselves, regretting, ruining the day that they had not listened to God. 70 long years, strangers in a strange land, unable to sing the Lord's song. And then they receive a word. I'm about to deliver you. A man named Cyrus is about to release an edict and let you go. Now, here's what you're going to have to do. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Israel, you can't look in the rearview mirror and go where I'm going to take you. You can't live in the past. You can't continue kicking yourself. You know, folks, sometimes the hardest person to forgive is you. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said, hey, you, I forgive you. Have you ever done that? Do you know that there's people who do not go on with God because everybody in the world has forgiven them except them? Sometimes you've got to forgive you. God is saying to them, quit kicking yourself. It's over. The chastening is over. The captivity is done. Quit looking in the rearview mirror. There's a reason the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Because if you drive by the rearview mirror, you're going to crash quickly. You don't drive by the rearview mirror and you don't live life looking back. 
You live life looking through the windshield of God's vision and purpose for you. And it's big and it's bright, so bright you need sunglasses to look into it. Yes, it is. Now, God says, let me tell you why you can't keep remembering your mistakes. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now listen to what God says. Shall you not know it? I am going to make a road in the wilderness. I got a question for you. How do you know when you're in the wilderness? I'll tell you how. There's no roads. If you don't have a compass or a tall tree to climb, you're in trouble. I had my kids in the woods once in East Texas. Dad took them out for a walk. And all of a sudden I realized, here's my two little kids. They were young. And we were way deep in the East Texas woods. And I remember all of a sudden realizing that sun had suddenly set. And I started getting real concerned. I had visions of a helicopter coming and finding the preacher and being on the news. Good thing they can preach because they can't do anything else. And so I tried to keep my cool, but I could not remember the way we had come. You know why? Because there was no road. You're in the wilderness. You know what I had to do? I had to say, kids, it's all cool. I've got it all under control, lying through my teeth. And I climbed this big, tall tree right where I could spot, way in the distance, the roof of my house. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Came down and we made it. But let me tell you something. When God says, I'm going to make a road in the wilderness, he said, I'm going to make a way where there isn't a way. I'm going to, I'm going to send the heavy equipment and I'm going to make a way where there is no way for you to do it. But I can do it because I'm the way maker, the door opener. So wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, if you've lost your job, he's the way maker. If you're in a troubled relationship, he's the way maker. If you're under heavy temptation, he's the way maker. He gives you a door with an exit sign and says, here you go. He's the way maker. And when he opens a door, no man can shut it. I'm going to make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There's no rivers in the desert. But God is saying, I make a way where there isn't a way. Can you say with me? He's my way maker. So if you're between a rock and a hard place, don't say no way. Say way maker. Make a way where there is no way. And he will do it. Now, another thing I see in Moses' story, and I really love this because, you know, forward motion is faith's trigger. It activates the power of God. Think of Jesus. When he required or when he heals somebody, he always required a step of faith that was forward. He said to the man with a withered hand, stretch forward that hand out towards me. And when he did it, it was healed. Think about that. God always requires a step of forward faith before his power is activated. The woman with an issue pressed forward in her faith towards Jesus. She had been afflicted for years and years, lost all of her money. And finally she said, that's the one that's going to heal me. And if I can just get to him, if I can even touch the hem of his garment, He's going to make me whole. So she pressed forward on hands and knees through resisting people. People saying, who are you to go up to him? 
She reached out and grabbed the hem of that garment and something shot through her body like an electric charge. And she was instantly healed. Jesus wheeled around, said, who touched me? They all said to him, Lord, everybody's touching you. Yeah, he said, but some are the touch of curiosity. Some are the touch of just wanting to touch a famous man. But then there's the touch of faith. That woman had faith. And I felt something go out of me into her. How did it happen? Going forward. When the 10 lepers came to Jesus and said, please heal us. We've got a terminal disease. Jesus, please have mercy. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, forward motion, forward faith, they were healed. Backward is not an option. Sideways is not an option. Forward is where faith will take you. I see also in Moses' story, and I like this, going forward brought defeat to their enemy. I love seeing the enemy defeated. And I want you to listen to the way it happened. I love the way God did it. It says, it came to pass in the morning, watch, that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. Now, in Old Testament typology, Pharaoh is a picture of Satan, and his army is a picture of demon spirits. Egypt is a picture of the world. They have been delivered from the world and delivered from the hard taskmaster called Pharaoh. We have been delivered from the world and delivered from the hard taskmaster called the devil. And guess what? When we go forward in faith, can you believe me when I tell you that God troubles your enemy? I love troubling the devil. We talk about the devil troubling us. Let me tell you, when you move forward in faith, you trouble hell. I want to be hell's worst nightmare. Now look at what he did. This is the funny part. I believe God has a sense of humor. The Bible says he troubled the army of the Egyptians and he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. It's like you, I don't know how this happened. Did he send angels to pull out the lug nuts or something? I don't know. But I know this, picture driving down the road and all of a sudden every tire goes flat all at once. Now that would hinder you, wouldn't it? Here they were in hot pursuit. And I want you to notice their arrogance. Unbelievable. If I see a people who I'm chasing and their God is so strong, he divides a sea, I'm saying goodbye. God bless you. Have a great life. But they didn't. They chased them with the water on either side. And God said, I'm just going to take the wheels off. So all of a sudden, boom, they went down. And they're dragging those chariots without wheels. I love it when God takes the wheels off of a satanic assignment. Do you know that God takes the wheels off still to this day? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This isn't just an Old Testament antiquated God. The same God of the Old Testament is the God of the New. In the Old Testament, you see his holiness. In the New Testament, you see his love. But it's the same God. And if he did it then, he does it now. He frustrates the devil. He takes the wheels off. And then it doesn't stop there. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth. 
while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not one of them remained. Do you know, archaeologists just recently found chariots at the bottom of the sea? Matter of fact, let's see. Have we got it up there? That's one of the wheels they took a picture of. Do you see the wheel? That's one of the wheels that came off. Our God is a great God. He's a victorious God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Forward for God's people always spells doom for God's enemies. Satan can hinder a fearful man. He can befuddle a doubting man. He can take advantage of an uncommitted man. But he is defeated by a man or a woman moving forward in faith. That wheel that you just saw is the result of God's people going forward. And finally, and this is closest to my heart, going forward brings glory to God among unbelievers. God knows if there was ever an hour in the life of America where God's glory needs to be revealed to unbelievers, it's now. How's it going to happen? Can I give you a newsflash? Deliverance is not coming through a political party. Our answer is not Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or any other political party or politician. Those folks in Washington are dazed and confused. Our deliverance is going to come by the power of a great awakening. That's it. The Bible records God saying to Moses, move forward and the Egyptians, the world, the godless shall know that I'm the Lord. The Egyptians shall know that I'm the Lord. When I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. He said, when I become your way maker, and I make a way where there is no way, clearly something happens with you that could never have happened apart from my power. And when I destroy your enemy, and you are a free people, exuding liberty, then he says, the heathen look at that and then they look up and they say, the God of the Christians, he must be real. I'm going to be honored and revealed and magnified before a skeptical, unbelieving, godless world when my church puts on Jesus, puts off the flesh, grabs hold of the gospel doesn't compromise with the word, isn't ashamed of his name, stands up a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden and begin to declare, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was really blind, but now I see. His power has set me free. Look at what the Lord has done. 
He made a way where there was no way. He opened a door I couldn't have opened. He did something I could never have done. And they say, I believe in the God of the Christian. Amen. Yes, sir. Can we stand together? I love this story. I love what God did. And church, there's a word for us today. Get vision. Get wisdom. Get free. And then get with it. In this church, we're going to move forward every day. And we're going to declare that gospel to this country. I believe for favor and for doors to swing open, they're going to make us say, Waymaker, I couldn't have done that. Although the forces of darkness seem to be coming up from behind in a great threatening cloud. And so they do. And before us looms a great and awesome challenge of faith. The God of Moses says, go forward. The God of David says, forward. The God of those four lepers says, go forward. The God of Abraham says, forward. Jesus says, go forward. We know only one direction, from glory to glory and faith to faith. Can we pray together? Father, thank you for the anointing of forward. We will not sit here until we die. But we're going forward. And I pray for every person here today, Lord, struggling with a disappointment, a heartbreak, a setback, a disillusionment, some sin, some weight that has beset them. I pray, Lord, that you will grace us today to put on that mantle of forward. That we will be a forward-marching army of God this year, storming through your name and by your blood and spirit and word the gates of hell, seeing many, many captives set free. Now, with your heads bowed, I want to ask you a question. You can say, Pastor Jeff, this was really for me. And I have been discouraged and and I have been sort of sitting there between a rock and a hard place. And I hear this word today and I receive it. And I need the grace of God to help me to stand up and begin to march in lockstep with God's army again. With your heads bowed, if you can say, Pastor, that's me. I want you to raise, I'm not going to call you down. I want to pray for you right where you are. Many of you all over this place, many of you, listen carefully to me. Keep your hand up towards the Lord. I want you to know that this word was straight to you today. God has a word for you. If Even if you're limping, go forward. 
heartbroken, go forward. There comes a point where you've just got to say, there's nothing more I can do. I'm going forward. And I want you to receive that today. Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Help my brother and my sister to receive the grace of God and go forward. Faith to faith, glory to glory, into victory. There is nothing too high, no valley too low, no devil too strong to keep you from going forward. Greater is the one in you than the one trying to stop you in your tracks in the world. Go forward. If you need this today, give the Lord a hand of praise, can you? Thank you, Lord.